This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, Michael. We are continuing our Emmys survey of the different categories. And um, before we jump into our comedy uh, area, which is not really a comedy. We're doing variety talk, talk shows. Yes, yes. Variety talk shows. Yeah. Before we do that, what um, what is sort of going on in in you you went to a you went and did a, a sort of strange set visit today? Yeah, well, it was uh, it was actually held uh, on the 20th century. Uh, 20th Century Fox lot. Uh, Steve Levitan, the co-creator of Modern Family, put this together. It's a little bit of a gun control summit. Uh, I'm calling it that. I don't think they actually called it that. But uh, he invited a group of about 50 showrunners, everyone from Alex Ganza from Homeland, uh, Howard Gordon from 24 Legacy, uh, 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 who else? Uh, A whole bunch of people were there. Uh, and you know, he invited the head or the co-founder of Every Town for Gun Safety, the organization that actually Michael Bloomberg created a couple years ago. Uh, and uh, you know, it's one of the bigger gun uh, safety organizations now out there. Uh, you know, trying to enact change when it comes to legislation for gun safety and gun control. Uh, they were the subject of that recent Katie Couric documentary, Under the Gun, which unfortunately has sort of disappeared in a cloud of controversy. Uh, nonetheless, it was a great documentary and talked a lot about some of the issues that uh, you know we face legislatively uh, because the NRA basically controls uh, our, our Congress people. But so it anyway, pays the, for their campaign. Yeah. So the idea was uh, brought this person in to kind of give uh, Hollywood a little bit of an update of what's going on in terms of uh, gun safety laws, legislation, especially in light of uh, Orlando and and all the. Uh, sort of concern right now on gun control laws uh, and, you know, in light of uh, the the recent filibuster in the Senate and the sit-in in uh, in the House, there's a real feeling that, uh, you know, we're hitting a tipping point of some degree, that there may be movement in terms of finally getting some real legislation back out there. And if, uh, depending on what happens in the fall, uh, if there is a President Clinton, uh, and and also what happens with the the uh, Supreme Court, uh, obviously, if Clinton is uh, elected, then she'll nominate the uh, uh, Scalia replacement, that there could actually be some real movement finally on this subject, which hasn't moved in a long time. So the idea was to get these folks involved. Uh, you know, these are obviously, uh, you know, influencers, people with money uh, and people who can sort of contribute to the cause, support the So they the can cause. get involved in the politics of it. I was curious if there was anything about the way guns are represented in their actual shows that could be changed. You know, there was some discussion, but but honestly, I don't think the Everytown co-founder wanted to alienate these mm-hmm. showrunners. And, and honestly, you know, the, these are some of his biggest supporters, so he's not about to school Hollywood on the portrayal of guns. And as his line, and this is a line that we've heard a lot, was England... Canada, Japan, they watch the same movies, they watch the same TV shows, they play in the same video games, and yet there's not the kind of gun violence in those countries that there is here in America. So well, it's, the numbers on gun ownership itself just skyrocketed over the last decade in yeah. a way that I found really 
horrifying. Yeah, and let's face it, with with uh, access to guns being loosened, the ability of these semi-automatic uh, weapons uh, to, to be purchased, sometimes even without background checks, and obviously background checks are one of the big issues that every town and some of these other organizations are, are talking about right now. And honestly, they're just, you know, they're, they're not asking for much. And that's sort of the disheartening thing is these groups, they're, they're just asking for more background checks, which honestly we had 20 years ago. So they're not looking for a, a big change in legislation or policy. They're just looking for some common sense laws that we used to have in place. So it's, uh, you know, they're, they're not looking for much. And honestly, it's even hard to get that as we've seen by the recent uh, attempts to get a vote even on, uh, you know, preventing uh, folks on the terrorist watch list from purchasing guns. Even that can't get to the floor of uh, Congress to, to be voted on. Well, what's interesting now that I'm going to actually make a segue here, believe it or not, to, <laughs> right. to the, well, Orlando and the subject of guns and the subject of whatever is in the news is what fuels all of the talk show hosts that, that are on up for NAMI, uh, Emmy nominations. And, and as we know, we've, we're talking, even though the polls have closed on the nominations and we're in the, the hiatus period right, now. Right, right. Phase but, one is uh, over. Phase two uh, <laughs> starts on July 14. But, people, but these, these people you know, are likely to be nominated, so it, it's all part of the conversation still. Um, but how, you know, it's how they swing with what's going on in the news is what makes or breaks each one of these shows. And I think um, especially in the wake of Jon Stewart no longer being on the, on the field. And the person who's really run with it um, in a way that I find uh, incredibly impressive is Samantha Bee. Yeah. Um, well, full Frontal, who went nuts over Orlando. <laughs> I mean, she lost she, it. I mean, she was fantastic. You know, a number of people have been great uh, and, and sort of have filled that void to some degree. There hasn't been one person to fill the Jon Stewart void, but we've had a couple. So obviously Samantha B, who's come in and just killed it so far with her TBS show Full Frontal, like you mentioned. And she was great on Brexit, you know, very yeah. funny, really, really witty. Yeah, and of course John Oliver uh, continues to be required viewing, basically, if you care about any of these subjects or about politics. John Oliver, interestingly, until this year, hadn't touched uh, uh, Donald Trump and hadn't really touched a lot of these subjects, but now finds it irresistible. And almost every week there's more Trump just because there's so much to talk about. The thing about, you know, uh, you know, who do you watch on a daily basis? I happen to be a Charlie Rose person, you know, because I really like the way you can see the people that he talks to unedited, unfettered. You know, they get to go on for a while and you get to know them. Right. But in, you know, he's not on, <laughs> he's not on the, the, you know, the, the variety shows are, are, the good thing about Oliver is that you can, you can catch him every week because it's only once a week. Yeah. And also I think, you know, the way most people watch these shows now and it's the way I watch it now is through clips. So you're yeah. not watching one show straight through, but the good news is the next day you're watching several shows. You're p- taking a little piece from John, John uh, Oliver. You're taking a little piece from Jimmy Fallon. Oh, here's something interesting Kimmel did. Uh, you know, still still can't... Carpool karaoke. Exactly. There's always carpool karaoke or now drop the mic uh, that uh, James Corden is doing. Uh, of course, you know, there's still Stephen Colbert, who's still doing some interesting things, even though he's got sort of a, a knock against him right now. Everyone seems to be really, you know, bagging on, on Stephen Colbert that he hasn't lived up to his potential. I saw the problem with Stephen Colbert coming a mile away, and, and it was simple. It was the fact that he played another character. Well, and then he had to come, you know, inhabit who he really is, only it's a different persona. Sort of, but that persona was very similar. There was a lot of the real Steve, uh, Stephen Colbert and the fake Stephen Colbert. And, and even now you see him sort of 
go into this ironic Stephen Colbert character. I that's love it when he's like that. A version, uh, not and as when he's doing politics. Yeah, not not as uh, hot hot blown air as that Stephen Colbert character from Comedy Central, but he still plays a little bit of a Stephen Colbert on his new show too. So I think that's less of an issue and more just expectations were too high. He wasn't going to do the same show, and people just I, I think as much as they wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt, they haven't, and they haven't wanted to let him. They, they, they just don't want to see him in this new environment. They miss the old Colbert report. I do, too. And I think, I think that there's something populist and bigger that, James, that, believe it or not, Jimmy Fallon stepping into The Tonight Show actually delivered. And I, I'm, I, I, he knows that, that he's reaching a wide audience, that there's a broad, you know, level of guys and gals. All, you know, he doesn't have to play. Uh, there's something sophisticated about Colbert that perhaps is a little too smart for the room. Right. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's the new version of Leno versus Letterman. You know, Leno exactly. was the populist and Letterman was the thinking man's late night talk show host. And that's continued now. It's, it's you know, that's what CBS find it's, finds itself in. But, of course, they were fine with that for, you know, 20 years with, with David Letterman. So well, I th- it's a little bit more of the wild, wild west right now where everybody's sort of clawing for, for position. That There seems to be a perception that James Corden is doing way better than Stephen Colbert. Well, from a buzz perspective, not, you know, not from a ratings perspective, but from a buzz perspective, Corden came in and and that's the opposite. Corden benefited from no expectations. No one knew who this guy was, what he was going to do. So he came in and he was actually very likable, very entertaining, very aggressive and put on a great show. And so people were like, who is this guy? And and, and so he benefited from that and is doing great right now and, and, and doing such a buzzy show. And also he got a lot show. of credit for you know, doing the carpool karaoke thing, which nobody wanted him to do. They weren't improving it at all. He went off and did it on his own. Yeah, and turns out he knew what he was doing. Um, and and what's what's great is you know both both him and uh, you know his producer Ben Winston they come from UK TV, so they came in this cold. They really didn't know how to handle American TV, and that gave them a fresh perspective. And it was something different, even if it is another middle-aged white guy in, in late night. You know, he still brought something different there. Well, I'm looking at as as we have as is our want. I'm looking at the Gold Derby. Uh, votes um, and they're all over the place. Yeah, well, I have to look. say that they're basically all of them are just shuffling the same deck. Well, what's interesting about this category to me, this is kind of the most fun category of this year. Partly because people really care about these shows this year because it is an election year and we're all paying attention to what they're doing, but also because of the vacuum by all these hosts leaving. Let's look at last year's nominees, actually, and and it's wide open now. Last year's winner was The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, obviously no uh, longer an emotional vote. Absolutely. But also nominated was The Colbert Report, mm-hmm. obviously not uh, eligible this year. Jimmy Kimmel Live, uh, you know, so Jimmy Kimmel could always make his way back. He's on a lot of these lists. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, he does a great show. He's still pretty buzzy. He's managed to maintain his own point of view and, and, and sort of stay in the game. He's been doing this longer than anyone else now. He's been doing this since 2003, so he's, he's sort of, uh, well... That's actually not true. Conan's been doing it longer, but at different networks. Uh, I don't see him on any list. Well, Conan, Conan's been doing some interesting things too, but you know he's he's sort of a little been forgotten a little bit because he's been on TBS. But the Conan doing all those remotes, you know, going to Comic Con, going to Korea, going to Cuba. 
Uh, that's that's earned some interest. And actually, he did something interesting this year. The Korean episode, actually, they aired in prime time, so they submitted that as a special. Uh-huh. So he's he's going after two different categories. So if he doesn't make it in this talk show category, he could still get into the special category. So smart man. <laughs> uh, so continuing down the list, so Jimmy Kimmel Live, probably coming back. Last last week tonight with John Oliver, probably coming back. He and could win. I think is my I'm betting my that bet he will to win. win. Uh, Late Show with David Letterman, obviously not available. Uh, Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, I think will be nominated as well. So that's three coming back and three not coming back. So that opens the field for some new shows. So I'm seeing, uh, I'm betting that Full Frontal with Samantha B. partly she pops, you know? She really does in a way that Jimmy Kimmel doesn't or maybe we're familiar with Jimmy Kimmel that it feels like there's something to talk about with the new shows more than there is with the old ones yeah I think uh you know no question that because of these openings Samantha B just because she's so hot right now right when the voting's going on and and let's face it it is great to finally have a woman represented in this 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 list uh, I'm just impressed that she found her groove right away. So, you know, so she, it didn't feel like she was stumbling. It feels like she jumped right into it. Yeah, and it reminds you, Comedy Central, you blew it. You know, this could have been it could have been the Daily Show with with Samantha B. Because she's the one who's closest to what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even with the interviews and everything else, that that would have been great. But that's just not the direction they wanted to go. So yeah, I think Samantha B gets in there, uh, without a doubt, James Corden. You know, For sure. After the year that he's had. So that kind of leaves one position, and that's the jump ball. You know, you could have Stephen Colbert still come in. You know, a lot of people still love Stephen Colbert, and he's and been they nominated. Him. Yeah, and nominated year after he's year. He's good. He's good. He's still solid. Uh, I could see him easily squeaking in there, but Seth Myers is there too, also very respected. And Seth Isn't is. Isn't he a little bit on the cusp? He's on, on the cusp, but he's he's got a lot of attention recently. He's done a lot of media, uh, a lot of noise uh, doing what he's been doing with uh, politics and, and his Trump ban and some of the other fun stuff that he's been doing and really some smart stuff uh, lately on politics and the election. And for people who are tuning in, you know, again, they're getting a really interesting, different show than, say, James Corden. If you want something smart at 1230, maybe you turn to Seth Meyers. Mm. So Daily Show with Trevor Noah isn't happening. Well, that's a tough... I mean, both Daily Show with Trevor Noah and Nightly Show with Larry Wilmore. You know, those are bubbling under, but, you know... What about comedians in cars getting coffee? I mean... Not getting the respect somehow. Well, and that that feels out of place in this category at this point. You know, so... Anything you know, else that could break in? You know, those are... Those, those are the ones. Those are the big ones. Of course, Conan. You know, yeah. I, he's a contender, but, you know, I think he's bubbling under just as The Daily Show and The Nightly Show are probably bubbling under. There's only six slots, so, you know, those shows... All these shows make noise, but, you know... Not those shows don't as much. All right, so let's dig into what the Academy, the TV Academy voters are really looking for, and what and how do they judge these? The, you know, how do they judge excellence on these shows? What are they? Are they looking at ratings? Are they looking at popularity? Are they looking at what they themselves do on a on a daily basis? Are they sampling everything? Are they even looking at entire shows? Just as you say, I look at a lot of it on YouTube. Yeah, I think it's and a- we're professionals. 
I think it's all of the above, to tell you the truth. I mean, it's, you know, and it depends on the voter, on the person. But I think this is a case where, yeah, people can't watch these shows every night, so they depend a lot on buzz. They depend a lot on what they see shared in social media. Maybe they don't watch the clips, but they see people sharing certain clips all the time. They Maybe they, they've never seen a carpool karaoke or a drop the mic, but they know they exist. And so James Corden is in the conversation. So I think and that's part of it. he was, of course, it. an excellent Emmy host, which yeah. doesn't hurt. I mean, Tony host. Tony host. And probably eventually will host we'll the Emmys too Emmys, next time I'm CBS sure. has it. Uh, but but you know I, what what's interesting is you know this category is only uh, two years old now. Yeah, you know, they split up the 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 old category combined talk shows with sketch shows and other sort of variety quote unquote shows. So the fact is now this show is you know only about talk it allows them to be a little more pure and it also gives the sketch shows the opportunity to finally win something because the sketch shows have their own category too. Uh, and that's actually where Saturday Night Live falls. Why don't we go through that? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, some of the contenders, uh, you know, Saturday Night Live, Key and Peele, final season. Oh, they so, would get some votes, I would think. Yeah, no, I would I would think too. Um, let's see, who else? Uh, Inside Amy Schumer. Uh, you know, what's interesting is Amy Schumer just finished another season, yet there wasn't a lot of, lot of talk about that season. But I think she's... You know, she won last year. Inside Amy Schumer won this category last year, which is why I think it's, you know, it's a shoe in to still be nominated. Uh, the other shows, by the way, nominated last year, Inside Amy Schumer, Drunk History from Comedy Central, Key and Peele, Portlandia from IFC, and Saturday Night Live. So SNL, that's a given. Always a strong power Key and Peele, final season, Definitely. that's a given. Inside Amy Schumer, so that's a given too. Um so then you've got, uh, you know, the rest I think are dr- jump balls. I think Portlandia comes back probably too. Uh, Documentary Now, another IFC show, uh, you know, and that's also got uh, Fred Armisen and Seth Meyers involved. Great reviews for that. Great reviews. So I think that could easily sneak in as well. Uh, that might, you know, that, that could always play the spoiler and push out drunk history uh, just because I think there's been so much more heat on Documentary Now this year. Oh, what they did with Grey Gardens was yeah. so funny. No, it's it's great, and and you know again, just love those folks, and and the the academy loves those folks too. So I could see that show sneaking in, and that's that's another solid. Uh, you know, there's a lot of great sketch shows that aren't uh, probably contenders, but you know, there's just, again only five categories, only five uh, slots rather for nomination. All right. Well, we will we will we will reconnoiter uh, when we actually have the nominations in front of us, and we will tell you what we think of them when that happens it's coming up soon until then until july 14th yeah we'll keep checking into wire.com for all our coverage and of course the day of the nominations check in early because we'll be covering it all and all the weirdness and the snubs and the upsets and the surprises (laughs) and the 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 scary nominations so stay tuned bye-bye